Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. There, come on in, make yourself at home. I've got plenty of room at the table here. My name is Gary Zimek, and I will be here with you for the next 30 minutes as we look at the Mass readings for the second Sunday of Advent. Now we're officially in Advent. The message from these readings, at least the message that I get from these readings, is prepare, get ready. You remember last week, it was stay alert, don't fall asleep. He's coming. Now today, the second week of Advent, we're going to look at the next part of that message. What do we do after we stay awake, be alert? We begin to prepare, prepare to welcome Jesus. And we're going to talk about what that means. It's confusing, isn't it, sometimes when we think about that? You and I have talked about this on the show before. We're preparing to welcome Jesus. Well, wasn't he already born 2,000 years ago? And his second coming, when's that going to happen? But, you know, the church really wants us to focus on the second coming of Christ as we look at and commemorate his birth, the Son of God coming into the world, taking on flesh, taking on human flesh, being born to redeem us on the cross. We certainly want to remember that aspect of Advent. And then we look forward to his second coming, realizing he's coming again, except next time he's coming as a king. He's going to come to judge the world. It's going to be the end of the world. We don't know when that's going to happen. But what we want to make sure of is that we're preparing every day as if today was the day that he was coming. Now, you know, I don't know. Today could be the day that he's coming. We just don't know. But the point of Advent is it makes it more... I think it makes it more um, urgent for us, gets our attention more, to assume that he's coming at any day, to make those preparations as if he were to come today. And then we will be ready. But then, you know, we don't want to overlook that third coming of Jesus. That third coming of Jesus, which is him coming into our lives every day. And we're preparing during Advent to welcoming to welcome him more deeply into our lives, to give him more control, to surrender more, to clean up some of the clutter. That's the preparation that we're doing so that even if his second coming is thousands of years away, for instance, 
we're still going to be encountering Jesus and welcoming him more deeply today because as we prepare for that ultimate second coming, we're also going to be preparing each day to clean up something to draw closer to him so that when he does come to us in some way today, through circumstances, through other people, when we encounter him in the, in the Eucharist, that we will better appreciate that encounter that we have with him today and tomorrow and the next day. And that can be all part of that Advent preparation. So the theme today is prepare. What do we do to prepare? We clean up some of the clutter and we get ready to welcome him. That's what we're going to be doing throughout the Advent season. And it's nice that we can have that that finish line date of December 25th set so that we have something to look forward to. We have that concrete date. But every day from now until then, we're going to try to prepare to welcome him. And in some way, here's the pretty cool thing. He is coming to meet us every day in some way. So while we're looking forward to that December 25th ultimate goal of, okay, that's the day he's coming. He's, he's, he's getting ready to board the plane. I better get the house cleaned up. He's coming on December 25th. While we get ready and keep our eyes set on that finish line of December 25th, as we prepare for him each day, we're going to meet him along the way. We're going to meet him somewhere today and the next day and the next day. So that's my little Advent pitch for this second week of Advent. You know, the interesting thing about Advent is, and you know this, Advent goes by quickly. It's quicker than Lent. And, and you know, part of it is due to the craziness of the Christmas preparation that's going on all, all around us. It's, it's hard to not get consumed by that. And, and that's what we're trying to do. So I'm really glad you're able to join me. Um, before we pray, I just want to let you know that if you do not subscribe to my daily podcast, which is a five-minute show each day, I urge you to do that. You can go to followingthetruth.com and find more about that, my, my podcast there. Because as we, on the daily podcast, we're going to go through the, the daily readings for each day of Advent. So, followingthetruth.com, you might want to check that out. All right, I talked way too much before the beginning, before the opening prayer today. I normally don't like to do that, but I uh, I just got, my mind just went off on a bit of a tangent, but I think it's important that we do set the show up so that we do understand what it is that we're, we're setting out to do today, and that's prepare. So, with that in mind, let's begin with prayer. Let's talk to our Heavenly Father as we get ready to discuss the preparation that we need to make in order to welcome Jesus more deeply into our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, thank you here for being here with us. Father, I know that you can hear us. I know that you love us. I know that you can see us. Father, I know that you are completely in control of our lives, of the world, of the universe. You're, You're just completely in control even though it may not look like it at times, we believe through faith that you are in control. I want to thank you, Father, for creating us. I want to thank you for sending your Son into the world to redeem us. Father, we pray that you continue to pour out your graces upon us and our friends and our family throughout this Advent season so that we can make the necessary preparations to better welcome Jesus, to make some more room for him in our lives. We don't want to crowd them out, that's for sure. And Father, we ask for a special outpouring of your Holy Spirit on each of us today so that we can hear the message that you have for us 
and respond to it in some way. Finally, Father, I want to ask that you give me the words today on the program. Please give me the words so that I can properly deliver the message, the message that you would like us to hear today. Father, we ask these things in the name of the one who is to come, Jesus Christ, your Son and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Thank you. I need to take a sip of my water here. Did a lot of talking already today. I, I, I said a lot before the opening prayer. But hey, I'm glad to have you with me on the show. My name is Gary Zimak. We do this once each week as we look at the Sunday Mass readings. Today we're going to look at the Sunday, the second Sunday of Advent. The theme is prepare, get ready. Jesus is coming. We got to, we got things to do. We got cleaning to do. Um, before we look at the Mass readings for this week, I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com, in case you would like to sign up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. And yes, we are once again this year doing a, a an Advent theme. So every day, the message will be based upon the the daily Mass readings. Uh, you could sign up for that newsletter, reflection, whatever you want to call it, free of charge, just by going to followingthetruth.com, and also my daily podcast, which you can also sign up for at followingthetruth.com. We're going to also, in the podcast, focus on the daily Mass readings for Advent. The reflections won't be the same, so the printed email reflection that you get and the daily podcast, I try to keep them different. I touch on different themes uh, based on the reading. So I would I would encourage you to sign up for both of them if you'd like. No cost on any of that. And if you want to find out about any of my other resources, including my books, or find out how to invite me to your parish, you can do that also at followingthetruth.com. All right, let's do these readings now. And again, we're reading the Sunday Mass readings for the second Sunday of Advent. I'm going to start, as I always do, with the Gospel. We'll let the Gospel lead the way. As the Church recommends, the Gospels do have a place of prominence among all the books of the, the Bible. So I, I like to start with the Gospel and then use the other readings to back up the, uh, the message in the Gospel. Today's Gospel comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. This is the very beginning of St. Mark's Gospel. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way. A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. Now you can see, I guess you can see why I got the, where I got the prepare theme from. This is, before I continue with this, when Mark starts his gospel, he refers to this this brief passage from the prophet Isaiah, where Isaiah is saying, quoting the Lord, I'm sending a messenger ahead of you. He's going to prepare your way. And we'll see, as soon as we, as I continue with this gospel, we're going to see the fulfillment of this prophecy by Isaiah comes in the person of John the Baptist, who is that messenger, who is encouraging us to prepare for the coming of the Messiah. John the Baptist appeared in the desert proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, people of the whole Judean countryside, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem were going out to him 
and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist. He fed on locusts and wild honey. And this is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So what we see is John the Baptist is a bit of a character. He's a bit of an odd character. People thought he was weird, you know, because he had some unusual habits, uh, some unusual characteristics or behavior patterns, whatever you whatever you want to call them. He's clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, feeding on locusts and wild honey. But what we really want to con- concentrate on is the message. One mightier than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So in fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah, John is encouraging the people to prepare because now is the time. The Messiah is here. So let's go back to Isaiah now, chapter 40. This is the first reading, beginning in verse 1. Isaiah writes, Comfort, give comfort to my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her service is at an end. Her guilt is expiated. Indeed, she has received from the hand of the Lord double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. See, that that ties into the gospel. This is Isaiah making that prophecy that Mark writes about in the gospel. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain, the rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Go up onto a high mountain, Zion, herald of glad tidings. Cry out at the top of your voice, Jerusalem, herald of good news. Fear not to cry out and say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. Here comes with power the Lord God, who rules by his strong arm. Here is his reward with him, his recompense before him. Like a shepherd, he feeds his flock. In his arms he gathers the lambs, carrying them in his bosom, and leading the ewes with care. So we go back a few thousand years prior to the birth of Jesus, um, or a few thousand years from now, Uh, several hundred years before the birth of Jesus, and Isaiah the prophet is proclaiming to the people, the Messiah is coming. Now notice he doesn't say when he's coming, just that he is coming. So prepare. And that's why the church uses this gospel in this particular first reading for the second week of Advent. After, remember, last week the message was, stay alert, get ready. You're going to get the you're going to get the the word pretty soon to prepare and then this week the message comes loud and clear prepare now's the time time to get ready prepare because Jesus is coming and and again let's focus on that real coming of Jesus into our lives not a hypothetical coming not a coming in the past you know but a real coming a real presence in our lives now 
So that's why we need to prepare now, because he wants to get more involved. But in order for that to happen, what do we have to do? We have to make sure that we give him some room in our lives, and that may involve giving some things up. You know, Advent is, in a way, similar to Lent, in that we recognize that we have distractions. And oh my goodness, right around now, there are distractions all around us. So it's very important for us to somehow unplug and retreat from the craziness and spend time preparing for Jesus. But in order to do that, what do we have to do? We have to clean up some space for him. If we make space in our lives, if we make room in our lives for Jesus and we invite him in, He's going to occupy that room. It's just going to happen. It's not a, I hope he does. If you invite him in and you make room for him, he's going to come. So over the next several weeks, we're going to be preparing. At least that's what the church calls us to do, to prepare and get ready to welcome Jesus. That might be, that might involve looking at some areas that need to, where we need to make some changes. That's okay. That's part of the process. And by doing that, we make room for him. Let's look at the responsorial psalm now, Psalm 85. Lord, let us see your kindness and grant us your salvation. I will hear what God proclaims. The Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed, now listen to this part, near indeed is his salvation. He's near. He's getting closer. And each week as we go through this Advent preparation we're going to get a little. Um, we're going to make a little more room to Jesus for Jesus, and in a sense, each day as we prepare, we're drawing closer to Him, and that's what we're trying to do throughout Advent. Uh, near indeed is His salvation for those who fear Him. Glory dwelling in our land, kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss, truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and prepare the way of his steps. See that word prepare, prepare the way of his steps. Let's get ready. You know, we we listen to Isaiah, we listen to John the Baptist, and we hear those words, prepare, get ready. Jesus is coming one way or another. He is going to be here. What are we going to do? to get ready to welcome him. Now let's look at the second reading. This is from Second uh, Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. Do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. Isn't that kind of cool? That it, it can frustrate us sometimes if we're praying for an urgent need, and we don't see any results. This is a great reminder from the pen of St. Peter that God's got his own schedule and, and it can drive us crazy, but he does not operate according to our, our schedule. He operates according to his own schedule. And he does that because he knows best. And, you know, that's something that has driven me crazy in the past. I, I'm starting to understand it better with the help of the Holy Spirit, but it still can be difficult. And I think sometimes what is needed in order to not go crazy when it, uh, when it comes to waiting on God is to give him the benefit of the, of the doubt and don't assume that you have to figure out everything about why he's doing what he's doing and when he's doing it. 
I mean, let's give him a break because he is God and he is wiser than we are. And uh, he's proven throughout history he knows what he's doing. Okay, so God has his own schedule. The Lord does not delay his promise as some regard delay, but he is patient with you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and the heavens will pass away with a mighty roar, and the elements will be dissolved by fire, and the earth and everything done on it will be found out. And I want to pause here because this is an important point that Peter's making. The Lord is patient with us, not wishing that any of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You and I, before our final judgment, whether it comes at the end of our lives or our Lord's glorious second coming, one of those things is going to happen first, and that's when we're going to be judged. Our actions, our works, what we did on this in this life, we will be judged. And our, at that point, the determinations are going to be made. Will we spend eternity in heaven or hell? I mean, I don't know how to sugarcoat that. That's a really serious thing to think about. It's going to happen. But what Peter is telling us here is that this day is going to come. Again, our death, second coming, nobody's going to know for sure when it's going to happen. But the Lord wants us. He gives us the time. Right now, you and I are alive. We have the time. He's giving us at least today, right? Right now, we have today. We have this present moment to repent. It's not time to be judged right now. It's time to look at our lives, to find out those areas where we may have crowded Jesus out, right? And that's what we're doing during Advent and make some changes. And that's what we're doing as we prepare for Jesus. We're making some room for him. We're making changes so that he is better able to work in our lives. And by doing that, by doing that repentance here and now today, and in the remaining days of Advent, we're going to be ready if and when he comes. I shouldn't say if because he is coming. We're going to be ready to meet him when he comes. So by preparing today to welcome Jesus and then doing it tomorrow, if I get another day tomorrow and throughout Advent, and of course we're going to do this after Advent too, but right now our focus is on Advent by preparing to meet Jesus in judgment, by preparing one day at a time as if it's going to happen today, we're going to be ready and we don't have anything to be afraid of. That's why Advent's such a great time to take advantage of the sacrament of confession. I'm going to urge you, if you haven't been in a while, please go. Please go. It's going to make a huge difference in your life. So many of us uh, know what it's like to carry around burdens unnecessarily because we could have gone to confession. I finally learned that lesson. Make it a point this Advent, especially if it's been a long time to go to the sacrament of confession. All right, back to the reading. Since everything is to be dissolved in this way, what sort of persons ought you to be? Peter's reminding us the world, as we know it, this earthly life is coming to an end. What sort of persons ought you to be? Conducting yourselves in holiness and devotion, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, 
again, that waiting for the Lord to come, because of which the heavens will be, because of which the heavens will be dissolved in flames and the elements melted by fire. Now, of course, he's talking about the glorious second coming at the end of time. But according to his promise, we await new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you await these things, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. Pardon me for one second. I had to take a sip of water. I was getting excited there. I was feeling a little catch in my throat. As you wait, as you await these things, and you know, short term, since we're here, we're reading this during Advent, short term, as we await the official coming of Jesus on Christmas Day, be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him at peace. In other words, prepare, prepare to welcome Jesus. And we're going to use that end point of Christmas Day, December the 25th, because it's written. I mean, that is a, that's an unchangeable date. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to assume Jesus is coming on December 25th. And I, I know I could do it every day. And technically, that's what I'm supposed to do. But during the Advent season, I think it's more practical to set our sights on that day in the future. Because some of us have a lot of work to do to prepare for Jesus. December 25th, he's going to show up on that day. So each day before then, I'm going to do a little something to make sure I'm ready. And then one day when the final, when that second coming of the Lord occurs or I die and I'm judged, if I'm in a state of readiness, if I'm prepared because I've been preparing to meet him, everything's going to go great. And that's the beauty of Advent. It's preparing to meet the Lord in our judgment, yes, but also every day. He wants to be a part of our lives, and I think that's what we want to remember. Um, certainly, our time on earth is a preparation, a preparation for our eternal life in heaven. But we also want to welcome Jesus into our daily responsibilities, duties, struggles, challenges, problems, because in doing so, not only are we preparing for that ultimate encounter of our judgment, we're also going to get a lot of peace. Things go a lot better when you get Jesus involved. And I'll tell you, I lived so many years and did not realize that. But it really does help to welcome the Lord and on, a, on a daily basis with the things that cause us a lot of grief. He wants to get involved. He wants to help us. He doesn't expect us to do life on our own. It's hard, isn't it? And he wants to help us. So in summing up last week, stay awake. It's going to happen soon. This week, prepare. Okay, now let's get busy. Let's prepare to welcome Jesus. Now that we're awake, let's get ready to welcome Jesus. We have two more weeks of Advent left. And then Christmas. It's going to go fast. So I'm going to encourage you to make the most of every day between now and December 25th. And together, let's prepare to welcome Jesus. And again, I want to redirect, I want to direct you to my website, followingthetruth.com. If you want to sign up for my daily email reflections or listen to my daily five-minute podcast, 
that's the place to do it. Followingthetruth.com. If you have any questions, my email is gary at followingthetruth.com. As always, you are in my prayers, especially during this Advent season. I'm going to pray this is going to be the best Advent you have ever had. If you would send some prayers my way in return, I would greatly appreciate it. If you would kindly consider donating to my full-time ministry, I would greatly appreciate that too. You can do that at followingthetruth.com. You're the reason I'm here. I'm very grateful for you, for your prayers, for your support, both financial and your words of encouragement. And um, again, I'm very grateful to be walking through this Advent with you. We look forward to joining you next time. God bless you. Thanks for listening.